Be seated. Luke chapter 15, verse number 20. There's a word from the Lord. Thank you, guys. You play softly. There. If you weren't here at the 10 o'clock experience, I encourage you to go back and, uh, and watch that message or listen to that message entitled, He's Ready. We're going to continue from there and continue the thought that God began at the 10 o'clock experience. We're going to conclude here at the 1230. Luke chapter 15, verse 20. The Bible says, he rose and came to his father. And he was a still a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be your son. Verse 22, the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hands, sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they begin to be merry. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled Robes and Rings. Robes and Rings. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, we have been in this great series called The Return at all seven of all nations' campuses across the country. And we've been evaluating the text in Luke chapter 15 that's been giving us great insight to the heart of the Father and the posture of the Son. Uh, we find out in Luke chapter 15 that we see a, a series of parables. And these series of parables are a response to a conversation that Jesus was having. The conversation Jesus was having uh, with some people who were upset about the fact that he was hanging around a certain crowd. They were upset of the fact that he was hanging around sinners. And because of their response to that, Jesus began to tell three stories. First was the lost sheep found in Luke 15, verse 3 through 7. Second was the lost coin found in Luke 15, 8 through 10. And then lastly, where we've been hanging around is the lost son, or some call it the prodigal son in Luke 15, verses 11 through 24. We, in this story, have really watched the journey of a very rebellious son who, as we've talked about these previous weeks, wanted what he wanted and he wanted it now. He did not want to wait to the appropriate time to receive what was already set for him. Last week we talked about, that even it took a step further, that his detachment from the father was an attachment to something else. His detachment from sonship was his attachment to slavery. Uh, we, in the last worship experience, begin to see how the son came to himself. And the Bible says, and when he was a great way far off, the father saw him. That blessed me. I don't know what it does for you. Uh, but the last experience, I had to hold myself together because even in my life, I realized that there are some places where I have been a great way far off. But the father saw me, and that's where the second part is what really messed with me. And the Bible said that the father had compassion. 
Help me, God. Because if you be honest today, maybe you want to be fake, but some of you will be real and say that you've been some places where you've made some mistakes, and maybe even this week, and you know you needed the Father's compassion. In your weakened state and in your broken state, y'all can fake an ex diddy if you want to, but there's some people in here that will say, I know you're right, Apostle. That, that, that this week has been a week in some areas where you're like, God, I know I messed up big. I know I made mistakes. I know I disobeyed you. And you wondered at times if he felt the same way about you. Sometimes, hold you together, Sherman, and your inadequacies will begin to travel in our mind and to wonder if he changed his mind about me. But the truth is, hold it together, even though we have oftentimes acted out of character, what I love about the Father, and I'll show you in a minute, he never changes his mind about you. Oh, it doesn't matter who you've been, what you've done, how long you did it, who you did it with. It doesn't matter how long you've been out there when he sees you. He still sees you as his son and as his daughter. And he refuses to see you any differently than the way he created you. And he hasn't changed his mind about you. Now you can sit there and look like that if you want to. But I want to prophesy to somebody in here today. You're about to come into the revelation that God has not changed his mind. And he's still doing Oh, He's still doing the same thing he began in you. He's going to finish it. Hold it together. It's important for you to realize this. And what I loved about the last verses is that the Bible said he was moved with compassion. And not only when he saw him, he was moved with compassion, but the Bible says that he ran to him. Ooh, he ran to him. His, the father did not just stay in that position, Pastor Maisha. He did not just stay in that place. The father did not hold a grudge. The father did not say, oh my God, I can't believe what you did and who you've been. The father saw him in, in, in his state of being dirty and nasty and just coming out of the pig's pen. Ah, many believe he didn't even really have much clothes on and that he was bare. I can get ahead of myself, but he was barefoot. But they begin to see him afar off and he said, I know you're messed up, but because because you've resolved that you need me and you want to come back to me, the father took off running. Ah, I wish you could see God in heaven looking at you with your big head and realizing that it doesn't matter who you've been and what you've done. I'm running to you. Hit your neighbor that look like they don't believe it and say, he's running for you. He's running. This man, he comes running. The Bible said when he runs, the Bible talks about the embrace. He grabs his neck. Whoa. I'm just it's just giving you a review of what last experience. He grabbed his neck, and the Bible said, and he kissed him. Kissed him. Now, continuing our, our text and continuing, continuing our story, we see that when the son got to the father, the son, first thing he did in verse number 21 is that he admitted what he had been. Some of us oftentimes want God and God's people to accept and to restore, but there will never be any restoration with a lying heart. You don't have to like me. I'm still going to do my job. Until you admit that you are where you are, and be honest about it, 
you'll have halfway restoration. Did you hear what I said? It will not be complete restoration until you, and this is the problem with you, old Sadiddy Christians. You want to tell part of your story, but not all of your story. Ah, you like that cute part. Yeah. I slipped up. No, I'll tell the truth. I, I had 10 holes. I can't hear you. Come on, tell your real truth. I slept with 10 folks. Tell, tell your real history. I was, I was here, there, and everywhere. I did all, some of you are like, why do I need to do that? Because I'm going to tell you, some of you don't feel like that it makes any difference. But the truth is, you need restoration to every aspect of that thing. You need to be honest about what your mind went through. Because some of you did so much craziness in your life. That there's all kind of trauma happening all inside of there. And because you told half of the truth, we didn't know how deep that root was. We need to get down to the root sources of where this stuff came from and in order for you to be restored, you gotta tell the truth. Hit somebody behind you and say, tell the truth, man. He didn't play with the father. He didn't come to the father and say, I might have, I might have messed up. I kind of made a mistake. You know what your problem is? You're too concerned what people think about you. I'm talking to you. I said that you are too concerned about what people think about you. So you won't tell the real story. I know you've been saved, but there's still a little prodigal left in there. And every once in a while, you make some decisions that don't line up with the word of God. But because you care about what people think about you, you won't be honest and say, you know what? I love the Lord. He heard my cry, but I jacked up this week. I can hear you. I pray them with all of my might but you know what I twisted up some stuff this week and you've got to be honest about that come to God come to the house of God and say this is who I am either you accept me or you don't but I don't have time to be thinking around with you crazy Christians I need to be honest about where I am because I need real restoration something to fake to please you because my story makes you uncomfortable because you've never heard of something like this before it's not my fault that you've never gotten your hands dirty and never done any real ministry some of you like that pristine nice shined up glass kind of ministry but that ain't real I don't care how pretty they make it this stuff out here Ebony it is dirty this stuff out here man it is messy this stuff out here when you start messing with the folks souls and dealing with people's intentions and their motives and their minds and their hearts. That's why I tried to tell you a long time ago. This is the house where you can be open book. This is the house where the broken get restored. This is the house where the honest gets freedom. This is the house where we go to the next level. Don't hide your mess. Tell your mess. You preaching, Sherman. Thank you, Sherman. It's this thing is amazing. Because they show up, thank you, mother. They show up, and, 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 and immediately he doesn't play any games. He gets right to it. How long is it taking you to be honest about where you're at? Ah, and for all of you that use your family history as an excuse, I'm sick of it. You know, in my family, we just, you know, we always just hit stuff. And, 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 and you are a whole 20, a whole 25, a whole 30, a whole 35, a whole 40, a whole 45, a whole 60. Are you serious? How long can you blame your mama's dysfunctions? 
and your daddy's dysfunctions for your dysfunction. At some point in time, y'all could be Catholic if you want to. You sound mighty Presbyterian, Anglican, and everything else. But I have a question for you. When are you going to be honest about who you are and take responsibility? Hit your neighbor and say, he talking to you. Take responsibility of your own life. He didn't get up and say, oh, daddy, because you didn't teach me right. If you knew I was going the wrong direction, you should have told me. That's my favorite. Why didn't you tell me, apostle? Why didn't you pray, sir, ma'am, and allow the father to lead you and guide you? He shows up and he said, I have sinned against heaven. And I'm not just going to talk about what I did to heaven. I'm going to talk about what I did to you. I want to deal with this because some of us think that as long as you repented to God, you don't got to talk about what you did to them people. I don't care if you don't like me. I'm coming all up and down your street, your corner, your neighborhood. Let's talk about that today. You think as long as you repented to God, I don't have to repent to you. No, let me talk to your white, your, your Negro self, your Asian self, or whatever kind of other self you are. Let me talk to you today. No, ma'am, no, sir. If you did something to me, you don't get to just repent to God. You've got to come and repent unto your brother and your sister about y'all don't like this talk. You don't get to just show up and act like everything's hooking door. Admit, I lost my mind. I was talking stupid. I don't know what I was thinking. I repent. I talked about you behind your back, Mr. Apostle. I told everybody that you didn't really care about me. Tell that truth. Y'all quiet in here. Tell that truth. We're not going to just have a conversation about what you did to God. <laughs> Let's talk about what you did to me. Because God's sitting up in heaven. But you can't get in a community and want to just act like you didn't do anything to the community. God is all God, but we got a little flesh with us. You got to have some conversations. I mean, you hear all that? I mean, them crickets are saying amen. I hear them. God said something. This man of God said, let me keep my scripture up for me. He said, he said this, is, this is what's happening. He said, I, I need to tell you about how I've sinned not only against heaven, but in your sight. Verse 21. And look at this. Now, his, he, he was honest about where he was. Verse 21. He was honest about where he was, even in his dysfunction. He goes on to say, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Now, leave that up. That was not correct. It was wrong. But he was being honest about where he was. You can't get restoration with saying what you want people to hear. <laughs> you got to be honest about all the way honest. I don't trust you. That's why I did what I did. And then you got to deal with the repercussions of what happens in that relationship. Are you understanding? You have to deal with the rebuilding. How can you rebuild something fake? Oh, God. This is too good for y'all to just be looking at me like that. You, you, you got you to gotta get to a place where you got to be honest about it. Don't matter how it's going to hurt their feelings. I can't stand you. I haven't been able to stand you since 97. And I still can't stand you right now. And I just want to be all the way honest because then we can really build and build a real relationship. And we can go up together. Don't look at me. Smile at me. And you hate me. I'm walking around thinking we all right. 
be all the way honest. This man said, listen, I am no longer worthy. This is my perception. I'm not saying it's right, but this is how I feel. Not saying that I've got it together and that it's in the right direction, but this is how I feel. And then you allow the response to happen. This is what the father does. The father does not even respond to him verbally. He doesn't respond to him verbally. The Bible says, but the father said to his servants, he didn't say anything to his son. He said to his servants, bring out the best robe. Let's work this. Bring out the best robe and put it on him. Why the robe? First of all, father sees him in his nakedness, sees him in his tattered clothes, sees him in the messed up condition he's in, and the father says, that's not you. Nah, that's not the way I raised you. That's not the intention I have for you. That's not the way I put you together. You know what? Bring me, bring me, not just any robe, but bring me the best robe we got. Uh, because uh, this robe was a sign of the restoration of the Father's covering. I know you messed up. I know you got a little crazy. I know you took all your inheritance and you squandered it. I know you are a plum fool, but you are still my son. <laughs> I know you are a whole lot of crazy, but you are still my baby. You have not been stripped of the positioning with me. You have not been stripped of who you are in me, and I'll prove it to you. I'm going to go find the best robe I got. We're not going to have any further conversations about how long you did what you did, how long you've been there, and what you did to get out. All I want to do is show you I've got you covered. I know it's hard out there. I know it's tough right now, but I hear the God of heaven say, tell my children I've got you covered. Tell my children I've got you taken care of. Tell my children I have your back hit your neighbor say he's got you covered it's best robe it was an immediate demonstration watch this of his complete approval but please pay attention the father did not require the son to do anything before he approved him Father did not tell him, Pepta, I give you a month, and after a month, we'll figure this out, and maybe I'll restore you. That's not how it works. He said, listen, son, you come to yourself, you come to your senses, you come back, and so I ran to you, you drew nigh to me, I drew nigh to you, no conversation needed any further, you're my son, he is your covering, and I restore you back to the position that you had in the first place, even though you lost your mind. what you think you think you gotta work to get his approval but God said not so not so not so not so he said you don't have to work to get my approval he said I accept you uh, look at your neighbor say he know you crazy tell somebody around he know you crazy he said I accept you just like you are and some of you that's just too hard to believe because you God blame your crazy parents I said that I blame them and your family members who taught you that you had to work to get approval but the God of heaven says there is no work needed in this thing I paid for it, it's mine, and I can restore 
restore you back to where you are. I'll give you a role. He said, I'm going to give you a robe. He said, it's complete approval. It's a sign of my love and my mercy towards you. It's a sign of my protection for you. Ah, I brought you back, you're back, you're back, you're back, you're back. And now that you're back, I want you to know you're protected. I'm not going to do I'm not going to leave you out here feeling like you're by yourself. Worrying about who's looking at you strange. I'm going to tell everybody around you, in the front of everybody who is watching, this is my son. And he's still worthy of the robe. In other words, don't you be talking about him nowhere, saying he don't belong here. Don't you be saying, can you believe what he did? Touch your neighbor, say, such, such 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 a mouth God said this is my son and he is a robe you preaching sir thank you sir it's important Zechariah chapter 3 verses 4 through 5 is when God told Zechariah to remove from Joshua the high priest his filthy garments uh, study it for yourself and replace them with the rich robes that spoke of the great favor Joshua had found with the Father God and the fact that all condemnation of the law had been removed off of him. I wish somebody understood what I'm saying. Does it matter what kind of condemnation you have been under? Does it matter what kind of stuff has been weighing you down? The Father says, I got it covered, I got it covered, I got it covered, I got it covered. I got it covered, I got it covered, I got it covered, I got it covered. Your crazy mind, I got it covered. Your sex addiction, I got it covered. Your, your drug addiction, I've got it covered. No matter what it is, I've got it covered. I got it covered. I'll cover you. The robe was the best thing that the father could do for the prodigal. I feel the Holy Ghost here. He said, I want you to know you stand clean and free. <laughs> he said, you're clean and free. I know. I know you can't barely hear this message today because you feel so dirty because of your mess ups. You feel so dirty about your mistakes. But that is the power of grace and mercy. I said, that is the power of grace and mercy. Your mind cannot understand it. Your heart cannot comprehend it. But God said, I paid a price for you and you don't have to worry about who you've been what you've done you stand clean and free Rasha. clean and free clean and free are you getting this I said he got it covered. I know that the handidiata da 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 da. He said clean and free. Hush. I said clean and free. I know some of you ain't used to nobody speaking in tongues, but it's in the Bible. Acts chapter two. Rosey tarabakotaya. Clean and free. Not only sit down, please. Not only did he bring him a robe. He said, I don't want to stop there. Bring me a ring. Bring me a ring. The robe is not enough. I know if you've understood that you're qualified just because I said so. I know you, I know you get that. But I don't want to leave it there. I want, you, I want you all to go and put a ring on his hand. Put his ring on his hand. The sign of great affection. The symbol of being placed into an office of authority. Uh, an idea of wealth and dignity. I know you was hanging out there with the pigs. I know you were acting a fool out there in the pig pen and almost started eating the same things that they had. But the reality is today, son, I'm not just pulling you back in as a son. 
I'm going to make sure you know the authority that you hold. I'm going to take this ring here and I'm going to put it upon your hand as a sign that you are not just another earthling, but because you are my son, there's authority locked in that thing. Because you are my son, there's authority I have given to you. You don't have to walk around like you have no power. You don't have to walk around like you have nothing. But when you walk around now, I want that head up. I said I want that head up. Why are some of you going through some things and walk through some hard seasons? And then when you come into the house of God, you got your head down. God said, not so, not so, not so. You're my son and you're my daughter. Lift your head up high. Lift your head up high. I got a ring dag on it. I said I got a ring dag on it. It is my authority that is placed on the inside of me. And stuff has to move. When I say it has to move, just like that. It don't take months for me to be restored. It don't take years for me to be restored. My daddy gave me a ring. Because he gave me a ring. I said, because he gave me a ring, then I don't have to worry about your affirmation or what you think about me. My authority doesn't come from your ugly self. My authority comes from God. My authority don't come with your judgmental behind. My authority comes from God. You don't have to like me. You don't have to want me. You don't have to want to have lunch, dinner, Starbucks, coffee bean, or anything else with me. Because I got a ring, I got a ring. I I got a ring, I got a ring. I got a ring, I got a ring, I got a ring, I got a ring. I've got authority that you can't see. I got authority in the invisible world that manifests here in the natural world. I'll speak a thing and it shall come to pass. I'll decree a thing and it shall be established. I got a ring, I got a ring, I got a ring, I got a ring. I got a ring, I got a ring, I got a ring, I got a ring. I got a ring. I got a ring. I feel the Holy Ghost. I got a ring. 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 All I have to do is receive the work of the cross. Repent of all of my sins. I got a ring. 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 Be seated. Be seated, please. He says, put a ring on his hand. Put a ring on his hand. The ring on his hand. The sign of his authority. You understand? Even the Pharaoh removed his signet ring and put it on the hands of Joseph's hand. When he was installing him into the office in Egypt uh, as a sign to him. They, even in the book of Esther, the king took off his ring, the royal signet, uh, by, which he, by which the decrees of the government were signed. And he gave it to Mordecai. God is in the business of giving rings out. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you've been facing. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the devil's been telling you. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you've been feeling. But I got one word for you this afternoon. I got a ring, I got a ring, I got a ring. I got a ring, I got a ring, I got a ring. You got a ring, you got a ring, you got a ring. There's 
I'm going to give you a ring. Lace on your hand. I'm with you. He said, but I'm not done yet. See my son coming to me. And his feet are not prepared at the level that they should be. If you're like me, gentlemen, I love to have a pedicure. And, uh, and uh, I mean no disrespect, but when Ling Ling get them toes, uh, something, something amazing. I told one of them ladies one day, uh, I ain't going to tell you where I go because I don't want to see you over there. But I was over there. I was over there. And, that woman of God started working on my feet. I said, I'm about to ordain you to ministry, ma'am. This is, you, you know, right now, I'm about, to, I'm about to sign my name on a certificate of ordination because you are anointed by God. It's a, I mean, I don't like to touch other people's feet at all, okay? I don't like nobody's feet touching me. I just, I don't like TMI, but PJ, you know, she like the rubber feet on my, my, on my ankle. I'd be like, girl, please, your feet. You know, I just have a, got a foot issue. Uh, what I, uh, but, but I like my feet to be right. Are you understanding? I want when I take my shoes off. For somebody to say, I mean, that's the nice looking male feet I ever seen in my life. Yes, I understand. I work very hard on this. Thank you. Uh, but this gentleman who shows up to his father, his feet were not taken care of. Uh, he was in a place where he didn't have what he used to have. He was in a place where he didn't hold what he used to hold. And when he showed up to his daddy, he didn't look right and his daddy said I'm not just going to give you a robe and I'm not just going to give you a ring but boy what's wrong with them feet somebody go and get him some sandals I need him to understand the power that he holds on the inside of him I need him to have new shoes to show him that it's very clear that he is no longer a slave slaves walked around barefoot slaves walked around with no shoes but because you're my son and you've got authority I gotta put something on them toes I gotta put something on those feet so you can understand the power and the authority that you're called to walk in look at somebody next to you and say you gotta walk it right you gotta walk it right you gotta walk it right I'm going to give you exactly what belongs to you. Listen to me, forgiveness cannot be forgiveness without the restoration of the privileges that were forfeited by sin. I said when you're restored back to him he puts you back into the place that he once saw you in when you restored out of sin he said I ain't shutting it uh, the cross did it the cross took care of it but I'm gonna make sure that you have exactly what you need here's somebody say it's for me the best robe sit down please the best ring and the sandals that he put on his feet I want you to understand the power of my loving kindness, my benefits, the tender mercies, and every good thing that I'm going to make available to you. I need you to get something. If you don't ever get it anywhere else, get it today. You are an heir. You are an heir. I said you are an heir. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter who you've been, where you've been. His arms are wide open. He saw you a great way far off. And he made a decision. It doesn't matter what they've been doing. It doesn't matter how they've been behaving. It doesn't matter what they've been saying. I'm going to make my way to my son with an open arm. 
Look at your neighbor real quick and tell them there's an open arm. There's open arms for you. I said there's open arms for you. There's open. Look at your neighbor and tell them there's open arms for you. He is ready to receive you just like you are. What rights and privileges did you think were gone? What things that you thought was over because of the wrong you have been and the wrong you have done? You may be a believer in here today, but you know I made some horrible decisions in disobedience to the Father or things that some would consider light. Told him in the last experience, sometimes we only see sin as what's listed in scripture. But disobedience to God is sin. God might have given you a directive and you ignored him and did not do it to you, my friend, that is sin. But here's the good news, and sometimes people are uncomfortable with talking about sin, it's because many people who have taught about sin and the work of sin have forgotten about the other part of the grace and the mercy of God. Uh, we have taught an unbalanced and imbalanced gospel, or not the gospel at all, because we have told people to focus in on their sin nature, but we have not made them aware of the newness of Christ that is available. And through the power of the cross, they can walk in full restoration. That is my word to you this afternoon, whether you're in this building or whether you're watching online, God wants to fully restore you. Fully all rights and privileges does that mean that you won't have to work to mature yourself no it doesn't mean that does it does it mean that that life is just going to be easy breezy no it doesn't mean that does it mean that you don't have to learn the sphere of influence that he called you to no it doesn't mean that but the authority that he's giving you the covering that belongs to you and his ability to help you to realize the importance of your sonship that is yours and is available to you now. He loves us in spite of us. I want to prophesy that I believe that this is the season where many prodigals that have stepped away from God and away from his house are going to begin to return to the house of God and to the Father's heart. Because we're going to begin to carry on the inside of us the true message of Jesus that says, I love you no matter what. Here's the great thing about God. He takes ownership of you when you're doing right, and he takes ownership with you when you are jacked up and doing wrong. He does not disown you because of what you did. He does not disown you because of who you've been. He still says you're my son today I see robes today I see rings today I see sandals and I see the father standing before you saying I accept you I love you we're going to work through this together we're going to work through your issues together going to work through your problems together let me tell somebody by the word of the Lord, your family can be whole. Your life can be transformed. 
Anything you've lost, I believe that God wants to give you it back and even better. Because he's a good father. Would you lift your hands in this place and just take a minute and worship our good father? Would you do it? Would you do it?